your guarantee. so much shit a lot has happened this weekend some amazing for some and some not so amazing for others but i did go five for eight but i missed a very crucial bet and then i don't even know what jay went but i know if anything he at least got one oh <laughs> we'll yeah definitely talk about that only one that fucking matters <laughs> what was that? Uh, plus, 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 yeah, it's plus a lot. Yeah, it was plus eighteen. I think it was eighteen hundred. Yeah, it was a, an amazing weekend. But we're definitely gonna have to start in the NBA because that first game for every single series was absolutely spectacular. Welcome to Money Back Guaranteed. My name is Angel. I'm with the host, Jay. We're going to break down the NBA right now. Let's start off with the Wolves. Plus 240? Disrespect. Plus 240? Disrespect. And let me tell you what, bro. They doubled down on the disrespect for game two, the same plus 240. The same plus 240. And the Memphis Grizzlies spread is minus seven. Insane disrespect. Bro, that, that spread is preposterous. Like, if anything, like, God, again, I'm just going to keep doing it until we lose. Carl Anthony Towns is a baby. Like, <laughs> the, I hate being, like, one of those guys who, like, uh, like watches – I don't know, like an offensive lineman or like DK Metcalf and like, damn, dude, all he eats is fucking a pizza and three bags of gummy bears every day. Man, if I had his body, I'd catch every ball or, you know, (laughs) yeah, if I was built like Aaron Donald, man, I'd be an all pro too. If I was Carl Anthony Towns, I would not, I would be more dominant in the paint. Yes. Like, Everyone has said it. So, like, <laughs> Stephen A came on and started bitching about it. <laughs> yeah, they had uh, they had uh, uh, audio difficulties where they had to kick the audio back to they, uh, L.A., where Stephen A and the rest of the crew was there. And it was pretty funny how these guys have no play calling experience. Zero. They had and, no idea. <laughs> and Stephen A. Smith. Just God, bitching God, everyone out. <laughs> God bless Stephen A. Smith. He gives me hope that I can work for ESPN one day. Because he, he very clearly has watched one Timberwolves game all year, probably when they were playing like Philly on ESPN on Friday night. Yep. And he is fully forming opinions 
based on that. And <laughs> speaking dominant, Cat is like, he Cat went from like the worst to the greatest. Suddenly in the halftime show, Anthony Edwards, he's a top, he's top 20 player in this league in a couple of years. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was pretty awesome. But the Timberwolves found a way to win the game. Definitely on the back of Anthony Edwards, 36 points, two rebounds, six assists. The kid was insane. Yeah, you could say Carl Anthony Towns was a bitch, but 29 points, 13 rebounds. I do. The issue I run into is like when he when he went and got that fucking absolute poster over two guys. Oh yeah. Nobody like he is so much more explosive than Steven Adams. There is no reason why he shouldn't be able to put up Giannis numbers every night against that Memphis team. Absolutely. He should be able to run straight at the paint like Giannis does and finish at the rim. When, what was it, Jared Jackson was in foul trouble? Yep. Or late in the fourth, he missed, like, he didn't play half the fourth quarter, and they were, Memphis was playing a small lineup. I was watching the game. I was telling my buddy, it is ridiculous that they're not just feeding it to Cat every single play and letting him jam it down their throats. Yeah. Because the only thing you're going to do is get more bigs in foul trouble and make your life easier, and you could embarrass this team. Instead, they're taking bad threes. I don't know. Cat just sometimes it's like his controller's broken, too. <laughs> he gets out on the wing, and he's just dropping the ball. Yeah, and he's just a lot of com- – this team does a lot of complaining to the refs. They just need to just get down when the play is dead, then get at the refs because you're just wasting time and you're not going to get these calls, especially in Memphis. But they find a way to win. Ja was absolutely amazing. I mean, just cuts the screen, gets to the rim, does whatever he wants. Like, he legitly had, like, he had maybe 25 of his 32 points in the paint. Like, just could not be stopped. I'll say this. Those refs. Maybe the worst refs I've ever seen in a playoff game. And I would say that if the Timberwolves won, like Timberwolves won, I would say that if they lost. Just for the lack of consistency between block and charge, Yep. what's a flagrant one versus a flagrant two, the fact that, uh, who was it? Was it uh, D'Angelo got the flagrant two on that one where he ran up from behind and didn't hit ball, didn't hit anything but ball. Complete flop by Ja. I don't know, man. I just thought, like, you and you couldn't gauge it. They called it super stiff, and then they got really lazy with it and were letting stuff go, and then they tightened it back up again. Man, just call it consistent the whole way. NBA, like, uh, NBA, I don't watch every night, but, man, people say they have an officiating issue. They might actually have an officiating issue. Good old Scott Foster, man. Can't put it past him. But wild stat of this game before we move on, Steven Adams, zero points, three rebounds, zero attempts, 24 minutes. 24 minutes. Steven Adams did absolutely nothing in this game, and I do expect him to be a big factor in the next game. If Minnesota lets him, I don't know what happened. The game plan was legitimately just Adam screen and Josh just took off to the rim. 
So I, I expect Adams to get a little more of the ball this time around because Cat's soft. We all know this. I, I don't think either way. Wolves played a good game. They didn't play an incredible game. Seven, six and a half is disrespectful. I don't like there's I don't see any way that I like if except for the end when it kind of like fell apart. I didn't think the Wolves deserved to win by seven. No, no one by Wolves they plus by six 10. is the move. 100%. I'm almost thinking about making Wolves minus two and a half because it's going to be a crazy atmosphere in there, but I don't think Ant's worried about that at all. Ant is going to perform well. Deal had a down game, but he will bounce back from that. And if Cat's playing like this, and the bench, the bench as well, Malik Beasley with 13, McDaniels with 15, that's big points. That's big points when those starters are on the bench. So Minnesota can play like this, they'll be just fine. Um, next game, real quick, Warriors take care of the Nuggets in game one. The most improved player in my eyes, Jordan, Jordan Poole, is probably the star on this Warriors team right now. And if you, you give him the plays, he's going to do something with the ball. 30 points, five for seven from three-point range. Curry with rehab minutes, he gets 16 points. Team effort just wins this game for the Warriors. And this is a game that if they play like this, this is Warriors in four, Warriors in five. Because they have implemented this brand new small ball lineup, and they're just running up and down the court, and they're just killing it. Curry, Clay, Poole, Wiggins, and Green can get the job done. It's They did it before. They're about to do it again. And it is truly impressive, especially when they're going against the MVP runner-up in my eyes. That's a true big that can truly do it all. And he had a great game, 25-10-6. and six. Can't beat that. I mean, really what's hurting the Nuggets is not having Murray. Yeah, and he's been out. I thought he was going to be back for the playoffs. Yeah, no, he's still out. There's, like, no timetable for his return. So, it's a very, very interesting series. Uh, but the Warriors playing like this, um, this series is pretty much wrapped up. Yeah, I mean, it's a long series, so I hate to, to go that far. But they're definitely making a case that uh, they're, they're contenders. What do you think about the small ball lineup? What do you think about that going forward? If, you know, they clear out the Nuggets. I mean, who do you think? I mean, quite frankly, like if they're when we previewed this series, it was going to be front court versus back court. And clearly, if they're able to handle the MVP with a small ball lineup. I mean, what are you going to do? I, right. I think Draymond can he probably can't stop, but I think he can slow down Aiton. Who else are you going to go up against at the five that's going to really crush you? Um, you know, Zion comes back after they upset the Suns. What do you? I don't think that there's anybody. No, I don't. Maybe if they crash into Utah, they might get into a little trouble. But that team is kind of like 
if they don't win, if they don't go far, they're about to explode. They're about to just rebuild. Um, other than that, I don't know, man. I mean, Minnesota might give them some fits if they get that far, but we'll see how it goes. The Warriors looking good, looking like they're going to take care of business. And Jokic is your MVP, not mine. I said I said a bead, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, next game, Jazz and Maps. Very interesting game. Very very close game without uh, Luca in the lineup. What do you think? Did you see this game? Did you see a lot of this game? Uh, I watched a good chunk of it. I I actually turned it on when they were up, and I was shocked i thought for sure luca had gotten cleared and i wasn't aware but man the fact that they played utah so tough with no luca i think man they got to get this guy back pretty quick i don't think this series i don't think the massive a shot without luca yeah they need him back quick yeah uh luca sounds like he's optimistic for game two but uh, not too sure. That game is tonight, so I haven't heard anything about Luca playing yet. So it's going to be very, very interesting. They'll see what happens tonight. Um, Dallas only lost by six, so I don't yeah. know. You know, Jazz are struggling, but I don't think they could do it without Luca. So that's going to be interesting tonight. Um, next game. Um, the 76ers, man, <laughs> they played They played amazing. They played like the number one seed that this team should be. I mean, they have many young stars, and you saw one of them in that game. I mean, Tyrese Maxey led the, led the Sixers with 38 points. And he's not I mean, going to Toronto? Uh, no, Thibault is the one that. Theo Yeah, he's the one that's not going to Toronto. But great game. Harden played like there's no pressure. I mean, 22 points, 14 assists. Contribute the ball, move the ball around. They expect Harden to shoot, and their young star stepped up and did his thing. I mean. I mean, when you're up by that much, there is no pressure. I mean, yeah. I mean, Siakam is going to have a rough series with Embiid down there. And William Fleet and Gary Trent need to step up. And – they need to do it and look pretty – they need to look better in game two because if you look like you're getting blown out in game two, going home is going to be tough, even if they're missing one of their stars. It's still going to be tough because you got blown out twice. So, I mean, we have gotten to a point now where, yeah, it's just – it's going to be tough. Yeah. I think the Raptors have gotten – they got into the playoffs, good for them, but they look like they're missing a piece. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I don't know what the answer is, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Harden essentially is a third option or looked like a third option uh, the other night. Yeah. And contributed well, did his thing. I mean, this is another series where if the 76ers play very well, like they did game one, another series that might be 4 0, maybe, maybe 4 1. But Sixers playing on the number one seed. They're playing how they're supposed to right now. So good for them. 
finally getting their shit together. Hopefully, Russ or hopefully Harden can keep this up. But this is just round one, so we won't be too excited. Won't be too excited. There's a lot of guys that could do it just for round one. Harden doesn't have to do too much. So yeah, and it's a whole nother series when Drake takes him out for a night in the town. <laughs> Drake's gonna show him where all the good strip clubs at. There's just a, a picture on every Philly strip club with a big picture of James Harden with an X through it. <laughs> Playoff time. Do not let him in between these dates. <laughs> we don't want your money till after the playoffs. <laughs> 76ers gave him like a roster bonus to go crazy before the playoffs. Like, just take it all out of your system now. Heaven, heaven, for, heaven forbid they wind up in Atlanta for a game. Oh, man. Don't Not do looking it. like it, but. Thank goodness, right? <laughs> oh, man. And beat is low-key the biggest Jimmy Butler fan in the world right now. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, do do not want to go. I mean, he, they probably don't want to go to my, at Miami either, though. I mean. Bro, Atlanta Atlanta goes up like two games to one. The owner of Magic City is just going to buy a new yacht. <laughs> Got that money coming in. <laughs> go, go, to, go, to the, go to the bank to take out a loan. Nah, man, you know I'm good. Harden's coming to town. Four games. Oh, oh that's right. Harden is coming to town. You're good. Want to open up three more spots as close to the arena as possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, next game, uh, Bucks, and the, uh, Bucks and the Bulls. Um, man, the Bucks take their foot off the gas and blow a 16-point lead. Bro, but... nobody's more pissed than me. <laughs> I, I had a bet plus 475 or yeah plus 475 uh Giannis six plus six or more assists 13 or more boards 30 or more points and he had 16 points no two assists 11 boards at halftime yep <laughs> ended with like 26 15 and three. Yep. Missed it by three, but the Bulls did have like what four fouls in the third quarter. Yeah. Just they just the referees just said, oh no, no. Whistle, whistle, whistle. Giannis, calm down. Relax. <laughs> but they come back to beat the Bulls 93 to 86. Uh, Giannis did lose that bet for Jay. But I don't see the Bucks putting themselves in this position again. This is another series that if the Bucks now know we can't, we can't stop. We can't, we have to keep going. We need to keep pushing the pedal, keep pushing the pace. And Giannis is playing well. He, no one can stop him on that team. He's just running out of the paint and doing his thing. So Another series, unfortunately, since Lonzo Ball is just not coming back, another series I see being done in 4-0, maybe 4-1. And maybe they sneak one in game four. Yeah, I, I could see him stealing one at home, but I, if they do, it's going to be because Holiday takes the night off and Giannis gets into foul trouble, or trouble early. Yeah. There's, there's really no reason why – and again, like, I think they just get bored. I think Giannis just gets bored. Giannis knows. And that's part of the NBA today. Like, so many, like, Giannis, Bucks didn't look great. 
Giannis plays like what Heat, Sixers, and someone else like back to back to back, like three games in a week, put up 40 plus and 20 boards, something crazy like that in all the games. Yeah. They just they know they can turn it on, so they turn it off. Yeah. Giannis gets up to a hot start, but I mean it's the playoffs, man. The Bulls are scrappy. They could pull one. Yeah. They could definitely pull one, but Giannis, they've been in the situation of game one, and they see that, hey, no, we can't do that again. We have to pull it, and coaching will definitely do that. Now it's like a timeout game where it's like, hey, we're turning it off. Ramp back up, make the subs, get the guys back in there so you're not in that position again. You know who's not doing that, though? Miami Heat. Eight minutes left in that game. There is no reason for Bam to go back in, and they put him back in to play eight more minutes. Yep. Up 25. Just, I mean, that game is just, I don't know what he was doing in that situation. No idea. Like, he's one of the best coaches in the game. Like, you would think that something will click, like, hey, Let's take him out, sit him. Yeah. Because we're just blowing this team out right now. If 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 they came back, it wasn't going to be in the paint. It was going to be from three. Yep. Don't worry about it. Kyle Lowry take those minutes. You know? You got Pretty a deep, much. you got a deep bench. Deep like, bench at guard. So why not? Let Hero get some burn. Why not? But hey. And every single guard on that team can play defense. I think that is get out the brooms. That could be a sweep right there because, I, man, I, I just don't know. Like like I said, every guard on that team plays really good defense. I think it's a bad matchup. I think mm-hmm. Trey is going to have to shoot from further out, and, yeah, he might get wet, but that's still not a high-percentage shot. And no. I, I think that's a, another game where, man, we don't talk about big men that often, but two of the three MVP finalists are fives. Big man, big man's not playing the same style they used to play, but they're very much in the conversation for every team that's contending right now. They have a dominant five. Yeah, they absolutely do. Like this Miami team, no one's talking about them much. They are the quietest number one seed to ever come into the playoffs in my eyes. And they're showing it. I mean, they're showing against Atlanta, but Atlanta won two games to be here. So, I, I mean, Miami Heat don't really care about arguing with players. So, maybe Trey's just not getting hot and not becoming the villain because it's like, oh, good shot, Trey. <laughs> There's yeah, a lot I mean, more things in Miami people do. <laughs> I mean, that's but that's the thing. When they're up by some – that game at no point was close. I turned it on. It was Easter, so I turned it on like midway through the first quarter. It was already over. Yeah, it was. It was not not watchable. Trey had what eight points, or is that eight uh, and a half? No, Trey had eight points, six rebounds, forces throughout the whole game. Like, just did not turn on at all. Wasn't able to. And Jimmy Butler just shooting well, shooting very well. So. That's going to be dangerous throughout the rest of the playoffs. You hear this quiet? 
it's quiet. It's been like this all year when it comes to Jay's top list of hated players that he hates in the league. And he's really, really quiet now that he's performing just on Chris Chris God mode. What 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 would he, what did we have it? God mode, Paul. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely destroying the just killing it. Absolutely killing it as um as the leader of this team now. Chris Paul did get hurt. But now he's back, and I oh, think. Are you referring to Godry Irving? No, 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 no. We're talking about Chris Paul right now, leading this Suns team to destroy this thing. Thirty points, seven rebounds, ten assists, three steals. This series is pretty much washed up. It's pretty much over with. Um, the Suns are just taking care of the Pelicans. Chris Paul just doing his thing. Devin Booker, 25 points. This series is over in four. The Suns are just going to clean this up. Chris Paul just went crazy in the fourth. Boy's doing his thing. Oldest player in the game to do it. He's breaking records as he does. LeBron's supposed to. No, it's Chris Paul doing it. Chris Paul. No tweets about this stuff. Nothing just... Just the ha-has and he-he's for job and nothing else from LeBron. We're on that watch. Maybe he's in Spain like I told him to go. <laughs> yeah. You want to hear a wild stat on this game? Let's hear it. Jay Crowder. One point, one rebound, one assist, one block. 28 minutes of work. <laughs> Didn't need it. Didn't have to do Hey, He contributed. Enough, because the Pelicans, B.I., McCullum, they're missing something. Oh, what are they missing? What is it? Uh, I don't know. Some some number one overall pick. <laughs> is that? Yeah, that's what it is. The guy that's doing 360 dunks at pregame and warmups. That guy, that, not going to play. Absolutely incredible. I think that if the Pelicans do steal one, if they steal, like, next game, the Pelicans should really consider putting Zion out there. Zion just be like, go play. Just stop. Stop I mean, with the only issue. The only go issue play. is if they wait that long and they put him in and he's effective and they can steal a game or two, everybody's going to be so pissed at management. Why wasn't he playing the whole fucking time? Because Zion didn't want to play. Ask him. Ask Y'all ask him. I would Everything do that. It's the other way around. <sighs> unless, I mean, he's, yeah. unless he's just finessing everybody. But if I'm ownership, I'd be like, bet. Okay. Go ahead. We're in a playoff game. Go. Yeah. If that's Jer- the case. Jersey, jersey's win. in your locker, bro. Go out there and play. If that's the case. Because they need you. Because Chris Paul is doing his thing. Booker, Aiden. This team's ready to go locked in Larity. All right. Let's talk about the game of the series, huh? Let's hear it. Uh, Boston absolutely steals one from the Nets on the final play of the game. Jason Tatum with an open layup on a broken play. Ladies and gentlemen, 
called it in the very beginning. I mean, I'm sure it was an easy tell, but this is the series. It's must-watch TV. Kyrie versus Boston fans is becoming one of the best rivalry in sports right now. Bro, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck whoever told Kyrie he sucks and to fuck <laughs> off at halftime. Because as somebody who saw the foul trouble Brooklyn was in and how cold they were, I lie bet that shit. I took the Boston money line at like plus 175 after I hammered minus five and a half. And this is when they were up like four, four or six, somewhere like that. And I'm like, oh, they should just cruise. Kyrie Irving just ripped my asshole open. What the fuck? 39 points. Spike Lee shit, dude. 39 points, six from 10 from three. 12 from 20 from the field, absolutely played pissed off basketball. And if it wasn't for that defense by Kevin Durant and just getting lost in the sauce in that play, I mean, they they won on a broken play. There's nothing to talk about. It was um, Brown with the ball for a drive. He got stuck. Threw it to Smart. Two nets jumped out at him. He comes, steps up, throws it to Harden, or throws it to Tatum, spin, game over. I mean, Great play. All, I mean, it's a broken play. Absolutely broken play. Tatum was standing at the top of the key and just snuck in the paint. Just Harden wasn't paying attention. Or not Harden, damn it. Durant wasn't paying attention. I mean... It happens in the middle of the second when just defense isn't there. The defense just needed to be there at that time. But I say not playing enough minutes together, being gassed at those minutes truly was the factor here. I mean, Irving, 42 minutes, Durant, 41 minutes. I mean, Brown, 36. These guys are putting up, playing most of the damn game. I mean, and they have to. They don't have really choice with this Boston team. This Boston team is great. The defensive play at the at their half was amazing. They threw two guys at Irving, made Irving dribble around the whole court. Durant with a bad shot at the end of the shot clock. It, That's Boston basketball. That looked like uh, the end of Game Seven, Warriors Cavs. Yeah. When Steph couldn't get a shot off. Yep. That just, was just. As good a defense as you'll see in the NBA this year. Yeah, and that was rock solid on a team that if they score there, you know, they need a three to win, and that's a that's a bad shot. And here we are, Boston up one. Yeah. Shaky, shaky though, very shaky. Uh, a game one that they fucking like. It's the NBA. Any team can win any night. Teams just don't show up, whatever. Nobody needed to win game one at home more than Boston. Yeah, absolutely. Because this team is full of absolute killers if you let them. And you just saw Kyrie can take over this game, take over this series. Uh, I don't think he can win a championship like that. But you can definitely take four from Boston like that. 
Yes, you definitely can. They need Robert Williams back tomorrow if they can get it. <laughs> They're not going to get him. He has a meniscus tear, so it's going to be he's out for the year. No, it's they say he might be back the first round. I thought. Oh, I thought he was going to miss the first round. I, I don't know, but, but I team mean, ball, team ball by uh, Boston, though. You know, the Tatum thirty-one, Brown twenty-three, Smart twenty. Horford 20 and 15, that's the part where it's weird. It's like you need a big to shut that down. That doesn't happen on a regular basis. The same time, man, you play that exact same game if you're Brooklyn, but you take out fucking Bruce Brown and you put Ben Simmons on Tatum all game long, that should make Boston fans real fucking nervous. Ben Simmons can go straight, zero shots, zero points. And if you just say, hey, Ben, here's how you're going to make your money. Go D up Tatum. That can completely change this series. Absolutely. Like, Ben Simmons should be looking at this like, I need to be back game three instead of game four. Like, let me be home first. Let me start this off. Let me be in the lineup for the first six minutes of the first, six minutes in the fourth, and that'll be good enough for me. Because it's shutting down Tatum. Yeah. Works out. It is going to be amazing. Um, shout, so. out, shout out Steve Nash. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are going to give him shit because of, like, the town on the team. But, bro, you've got guys who've never played defense. Third breast players, fucking Bruce Brown. Yeah. Some night. Uh, honestly, <laughs> at this point, if you just watched the yesterday or the the first game ones, if you told me that they traded James Harden for Seth Curry straight up and like a second round pick, I would say, yeah, that's probably an okay trade. Yeah. It's not like a for sure win, but I'd be like, yeah, I can get rid of Harden for Seth Curry. Yeah. And Seth Curry didn't have such a good night, but started Steph- strong. Started strong, but if another guy steps up, gets more shots down, you win that game, you know? Very, very interesting basketball, man. Very interesting. A lot of series that I think are just 4-0s, 4-1s. The first game was just a true tell of what's going to happen. But this Minnesota Grizzlies uh, series, Boston Nets series, these are series to watch, man, because it's going to be very, very interesting. Jazz and um, Mavericks, Raptors and Sixers, series to watch. It's going to be some good basketball. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think more than – I mean, generally the NBA, first round of the NBA playoffs is kind of a joke. I could see four of these – what, four of these eight series going to game six. Absolutely. Nothing better than Boston uh, Nets game seven in Boston. Oh, oh man. That'd be. That is turn off everything. That is 30 million views. NBA's highest viewed game of the year right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get it. He's stumped on lucky, bro. He's stumped on lucky. You just from there. It just progressed. <laughs> and now he now he's on the court. They get a shot. The first uh first time 
since they stopped? No, not the first time. It was like a couple games. But this is a playoff atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie said it himself. He's flipping the bird to the fans. He's telling them to suck his dick and all this other shit. And he said it in the interview. Fuck that. It's playoffs, man. It's all fair in competition. You, and he said, you know, I'll look at them in their eyes straight. I'll look, th- I'll look them straight in their eyes and see if they're about it. Most times they're not. And the only Kyrie thing- is having fun with this as much as the fans are. And he likes it. You see him, oh, they're crying and the middle fingers and all this other stuff. He loves it. 39 points. You obviously he fucking loves it. He thrives off this shit. If I'm Boston, I would be like, no talking in the last five minutes of the game. Don't talk to Kyrie. <laughs> At this point, the only thing that can stop him is the Canadian government. <laughs> That's about it. That's the only thing. They'll just be throwing middle fingers at each other. Like, Kyrie, fuck you, Canada. Canada, fuck you, mate. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yes, this first round is absolutely amazing. Make sure you're watching these games because I got picks for you. Oh, I got picks. Oh, hell yeah. So so make sure you're watching these games. And I'm also going to have picks probably not anytime soon. I'm still – I'm still waving in the water trying to see what it's about. But the USFL, man, oh, man, this league is pretty much what every single guy group is saying at home talking about the NFL. Like, man, they need to put a chip in the ball. Man, you know what would be fucking awesome? A fucking drone. You know what? Fucking, you know what? We need fucking different points. Ten points, three points, five points. We need we need that. And now we get to watch it. And I feel like after week two, week three, week four, it's like, oh, okay. Now I kind of see why that's not in the NFL. But as of right now, everything looks fantastic. Week one kicks off. So far, not too bad. You know, I like the future tech that's in this league. I mean, how, is, how has somebody not gotten hurt on that fucking drone? That thing is fucking reckless as hell. That drone guy needs to be the highest paid guy in the league if he's not hitting people with that thing. Or maybe the camera is just so close, but the drone is pretty far. Like, I, I want to see the outside where how close this drone is because that thing looks like it's right next to guys <laughs> like it's in the huddle <laughs> he's about to get poached by the military bro <laughs> you're gonna have some 16 year old take over because this guy is just like no nah, sorry i'm on my way to kuwait <laughs> doing my thing getting hired <laughs> my uh my my michigan panthers look fucking terrible dude oh yeah, yeah. well the closest geographic team i i thought shea patterson Shea Patterson is every quarterback that the Vikings and Gophers have had in the last 20 years. <laughs> Just some um, 6'2", 215-pound, kind of, sort of mobile white guy who's never going to win you anything big but makes throws that are like, oh, damn, that's, that's a fucking throw right there. Hey, there's a lot of guys in this league that you're just like, oh, that 
There he is. <laughs> yeah, and meanwhile, like, they pulled him, and then Paxton Lynch came in. Fumble, fumble, bad pick, bad pick. Back to Shea Patterson, and then there was a sideline fight. USFL, baby, I love it. But, hey, let me run you down through the first week scores. Hey, it's football. I'm going to break it down for you, man. The Birmingham Stallions, 28-24 to versus the Jersey Generals. The Houston Gamblers, which I'm, which reports I'm hearing that is Calvin Ridley's favorite team, uh, won 17-14 versus Michigan Panthers. Hey, three points, not bad. You know, that's Wait like- a minute now. Can Calvin Ridley play in this league? <laughs> I mean, I'm, he probably can. But, like, I don't think he could play back in the NFL because he takes a different contract. He's still under contract in the NFL. <laughs> and then the New Orleans Breakers, 23-17 to 17 versus the Philly Stars. And we got Monday Night Football. We're recording Monday, so we won't really talk about it too much. But um, Tampa Bay Bandits versus the Pittsburgh Maulers. Monday Night Football on SF uh, Fox Sports 1, I think. They're not going to put that on. Pittsburgh Maulers who are going viral for firing a guy, cutting a guy. Cutting a guy already? Yeah, because he didn't want to eat chicken salad, so he ordered a pizza, and they said that was disrespectful, so they cut his ass. You better eat grandmama's chicken salad, bro. Coach's mama made that, probably. (laughs) Yeah, man, I don't like chicken salad. (laughs) The coach like is disrespectful team into the like people. Oh my god! Come on, man. It's yes. probably some D tackle that's already like we, you're already overweight, man. You got to be a running back, bro. Oh my god! Look like fucking Melvin Ingram. <laughs> Come on, man. Let the man eat pizza. So the point dumb. of burning all those calories if you can't eat whatever you want. Come on now. So dumb. But hey, first game. 3.5 million views. Not bad. Not, Not at all. bad at all. The stadium was full. It looks like good football, man. Well, they played I mean, on the same field, right? Yep. They all play in the same field. They have too much tech to be. Yeah. So it's, around. I guess it's like 10 bucks for a ticket and you can stay all day. But if you leave, you can't come back, which I guess people are pissed about because they said that you could leave and come back and get back in. And then they weren't letting people back in. No, you got to figure that out. You got to figure that out quick. You can't have that be some shambles because you're going to have guys actually be like, hey, man, this is pretty cool. Let's actually go to Birmingham and watch these games. And you go to Magic City and then you come back. And (laughs) I mean, hey, you know, it all works out. Watch some football, bet on it. You know, it works out. But hey, real quick. Out of the three that we saw, what is your favorite? Rank them. Helmet cam, drone cam, or the football tech cam where it's like the tennis where you just, boom, robots come in, short, it's over with. I like the drone cam the best because it just stresses me out and it looks so cheesy that I love it. I think the one that has the most potential is for sure the chip in the football. That's the one thing I saw. I'm like, I mean, you got to pour some of that NFL money into it, but that could definitely do something. 
I also like that everyone's mic'd up. I think that's yeah. a huge step for the NFL if you can find a way to do that easily. Uh, I don't know. The NFL is just so stingy and stupid, like all professional sports are, about allowing their content to go places where they're not getting explicitly paid by a corporation. Yeah. That's Which, tough. yeah, I think is a is going to stunt the growth of the, the league long-term. But I uh, – no, I, like I said, I think – my biggest issue with the USFL is they got to get, I don't know if there are enough good quarterbacks to make this league work. Yeah, I could see that. Like, I don't even think Shea Patterson was invited to the senior bowl. Like, how is there not somebody like at some point you have to be, a viable alternative to like the CFL and the AFL. And if you're not going to get like names, get athletes and get stories, like not guys who have now played in like the XFL, the UFL, the spring league, the fan control football. And now they're on like their fourth league and the NFL ain't calling. Yeah. Like, you need to like keep getting younger and like I don't even know. Like I said this about the XF was not the XFL. What was the last league that failed? The UFL? Uh, I think yeah, the UFL or whatever that was. Uh football last year. Or was it the XFL? I think it was the XFL. I don't remember. But anyway, um sure. yeah, it was the XFL. XFL Mark II, not three. Uh yeah, I think you need to like become like the G League where you can get some stud players that instead of like committing to Deion Sanders to go play at Jackson State, they're like, shit, dude, I'll go play for fucking Jeff Fisher instead. I'll go play for Dr. Heat. I mean, guys that have inside guys in the NFL that go, hey, man, you know, I'm in this league and this kid here, he's really good. Yeah. You should invite him for off seasons. Honestly, there's the 30 for 30 who killed the USFL and they try to blame it on Trump, uh, which could be true, could not be true. Who knows? Uh, who killed the US? Who killed the uh, USFL part two? NIL. Yeah. That, that NIL deal, I think, is going to severely affect what I just said, getting like young up and coming talent that people will pay to see. Uh no man, I like I think my biggest takeaway is it's polished enough that it it kind of annoys me that Kaepernick and TO are not in this league. TO's playing in the fan control football league. Kaepernick claims uh in a I am athlete podcast that he should get signed because when Nike signed him their market share went up $6 billion with a B. With a B? Yeah. And he thinks that uh, it is because his jersey was number one. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think if they signed Steph Curry, it would go up $6 billion. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, but, like, some of these guys, all these guys who keep fucking talking, I'd love to see – Kaepernick will take a backup position. He'll do anything but take backup money. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, 
there's an 11 on 11 league. You, no one has seen you throw on live 11 on 11, showing pocket presence, presence, delivering the ball, like being part of a team. You know what? How about this? Use that. If you can make the, the USFL worth $6 billion with a B, people might take notice. Maybe, you know what? Instead of that, how about you weaponize the USFL to make some money for charity? Who knows? But I think I was watching, and that was kind of my one takeaway is like, damn, I would really like to see like Johnny Manziel or like Jeremiah Masoli from Oregon way back in the days. The right. starting quarterback for the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the CFL or like a Colin Kaepernick. I would love to see like actual names playing quarterback in the USFL. And I think that's kind of the next step that's going to determine how successful they can be. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how that works out. I think with college and those guys, guys that don't make it into the NFL and don't get invited to that um, practice squad, those names are the ones that could make this league better, could blow up this league. The 21, 23-year-olds that just want to keep playing, that just didn't get that NFL shot, this league will blow up with those names because they'll carry that college title for the next draft. And if they can make their draft look NFL-ish, then it's like, oh, yeah, he played there. I remember he was like second string or something like that. Or – just, you know, there's so many colleges, D2, three, I mean, D1 guys that don't get picked up. It really depends on if you could get those guys in the door. Like, hey, I know you're done with football and you have your four-year degree, but give it two years. Come play for the USFL. And that's, get what, that's what they – I think they really need to get some of these guys. Or even like the uh, – what is the Netflix show uh, that follows that Last Chance You? Get yeah, some of, last get, chance you guys, yep. Get some of those guys, like when uh, Randy Moss got kicked out of Florida State. Find a guy like that to be just absolutely electric in the USFL. That's going to be your ticket. You need to find find a superstar. Yeah. I don't. There's no one in that league that I'd buy a jersey right now. Only week one, man. Let them, let them boys warm up. You might see some good football here. Right there's, now, there's a tweet. There's a tweet out that uh, I posted something on our social, our Instagram. The USFL is made for two people. Guys who like to sit around and say, oh, so that's where that guy went. And degenerate gamblers. And we are a perfect Venn diagram of those two things. So will I be betting on the USFL? Probably tonight. Let's go Tampa. Yeah. Why not? That's That's my tip for this. Bet the under. Because, you know. Just bet the under. I got it. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the big boys, huh? Let's break down the news around the NFL. I got some good ones. I got some really good ones. A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Scary Terry McLaurin, all to skip OTAs due to contract issues. I have this on my list, too. Taylor Fade, do you see any of these guys moving to a different team this offseason? Well, I was going to ask you, you got to pay one. Who are you paying? Debo Samuel. 100%. Second guy, A.J. Brown. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I mean, sorry. I want to change it. 
Scary Terry. Two, AJ Brown, three. My reason, Debo can do it all. You can put him anywhere. He will score. I think uh, the issue you're going to run into here is, damn, did Jacksonville just fuck everybody over? Oh, 100%. Like, That's the problem right now. Like, man, they're all looking at – what was it? Uh, what was uh, – who did the – Christian Kirk, four years, $72 million. Man, it's really hard to look at that. And DJ Shark got three-year, eighty-four million. Yeah, it, it's really hard to look at those guys who've never done really anything in this league and see maybe a top three impact player in Debo. Uh, I would say potentially two top ten wide receivers. Yep. I mean, you you're telling me. AJ Brown wouldn't make an ins like AJ Brown might immediately be the Chiefs' number one weapon. Number one, yep. Absolutely. If they if they sign AJ Brown, I think they would be a runaway favorite to win the AFC West, and that is that they, they might get up to like minus two fifty again, just off one, that sorry signing. They're at minus one sixty five right now. Yeah, I but again, minus two fifty is like unbettable oh yeah like you can't make money off that yeah that is a heavy favorite that's true but i think that i'd wait when they lose their three of their first four games you can get that a lot cheaper dude all right out of these three guys what team has to keep their guy has to 100 percent. the titans don't have julio jones anymore all they have is Derrick Henry and I think – no, Juno Smith went to the Patriots. So that's it. A.J. Brown. They have a couple pieces too. Scary Terry. They don't even have a quarter – I mean, they have Carson Wentz. I mean, you got Gibson that's a good running back. You got some other pieces there, but that's it. Debo Samuel, you got Kittle. You got a committee of running backs. You have a quarterback that, well, I mean – you got Jimmy G still, and you got a top three quarterback or top three pick quarterback. So that's mobile. So that can really change your game. Who needs to stay on their team? I think that you are – they all do, quite frankly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, here's the – I mean, no, no disrespect, but – if either of these teams lose that player, it is a complete rebuild on offense. If you lose Debo, I think you lose Kittle in two years. Yep. And with Trey Lance being told he is the starter no matter what, even if they keep Jimmy, I don't think you can afford to lose him. No. Because you traded a lot for him and you need – like you might go from having like the two greatest safety blankets that you can have as a quarterback, a guy like Debo who can do it all everywhere, a mobile quarterback and Greg Kittle, one of the best possession tight ends of all time, or at least in the last 10 years. Okay. Possession. He's not going to 
burn you deep necessarily. No. He's going to fight for the ball. He's going to get open. He's going to drop penalties. I think he's going to – he's – I don't put him in the same category as like a Kelsey and a Gronk. I got you. I don't put him as like a a Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Graham. I put him as like, like a Gasecki on steroids. Uh, What is a guy from Detroit? It's a Hawkinson Hawkinson on steroids, like much better version. Doesn't have that four, four, but he's got a four, seven. He's going to get the ball. He's going to move the chains. Uh, But anyway, uh, I think like you're in the best potential situation for success for him. Uh, Washington, if they lose McLaurin, who do you have? Gibson running back. Eh, he's a running back. Yeah, the running back not he's a running back not named Derrick Henry. And yeah, you can you can draft him, but like we've seen. The teams who have success in this iteration of the NFL with these rules, you need three. Yeah. 100%. You need three and a decent tight end and slash or running back who can catch, or you're not going to compete. And we saw it last offseason. A guy like A.J. Brown, people want to play with. You do not sign Julio Jones if you don't have A.J. Brown. Yep. If you're throwing out, I don't, I don't even remember the last Titans receiver I know, Adam Humphreys. Yep, he's still there. Like, if he's your number one, you're not signing Julio. No, you're not. You know, so, yeah. and you're telling me, like, I, I look at it this way: Would Atlanta pay any of these guys a hundred million dollars? They'll pay all of them a hundred million dollars. Yes. <laughs> like, like that, that's where I'm looking at. Like, man, I mean, you, you got to lock these guys up. Yeah. Some way, somehow you got to figure it out. I if, think... if, if they lose AJ Brown, Ryan Tannehill will not be the starter next year. That's how bad he will look. They will move on. They will draft someone else. And then you got to decide, Derrick Henry's a freak. How are you going to keep him happy? That's going to be tough. Like, I mean, this division is very winnable at this time, but you need to keep A.J. Brown. I mean, the only one that I think can move on and people – A.J. Brown will go sign with the Colts and will beat you by 50 points twice a year. (laughs) No, I get that. But Scary Terry, I think that's a guy that definitely might move. Uh, these two, I think that's a guy where Washington's like, hey, man, I had coaches galore, quarterbacks galore. Now you brought in another guy that the league doesn't – like, I don't even think Carson Wentz believes he could be that guy. So, yeah, I want out. And I think that would make a great move to trade that for a first-round pick and then just draft another receiver. Because Washington's still in, like, that weird rebuild on offense, but we're pretty good on defense, so we could win games on defense. So it's like, let Terry go, get another piece. I don't think people – I think people are sleeping on how fucking good Terry McLaurin is because he's playing with shit quarterbacks and shit offensive coordinators. 
Yeah, that's why I say he's guaranteed a first-round pick. Yeah, like, but here's the thing. If you trade straight up a first-round pick for Terry McLaurin, I think you will look like an absolute fucking moron for the next 10 years. That will be a trade where people in Washington will be like, that'll be like the number one thing. Dan Snyder could like have more federal indictments against him. They'd be like, and he got rid of Terry McLaurin for a first round pick. They would say that first, even. (laughs) I feel like if anything, the Chiefs might give a 29th pick and like a third for scary, for scary Terry. And that might be enough to where it won't be like indictments, but like Dan Snyder will still have to sell the team. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, oh, this is the last straw. You're out of here. But it would make sense for Washington going forward because Scary Terry's not going to stay. He could play this year, but he's not going to stay. He's not going to stay. Just like how Devontae, oh, man, money, he, money, he, fucking he talks, there. and they get franchise tagged. I mean, that's true. But that tag's going to be worth some fucking cash. Yeah, thirty-five million. That's good. <laughs> all right the match two is set tom brady will be teaming up with aaron Rodgers this year the old school group of the nfl they're going against the young guns patrick mahomes and josh allen the match part two june 1st who you got winning <laughs> I mean, I'm going to take the old guys. I'm going to take Tom and Aaron. I don't even know if Mahomes can play. Oh, Mahomes is a great golfer. What are you talking about? He's a great golfer. What I'm worried about is can Josh Allen play? That's my thing. Like, is he going to pick up a bag and some sticks and start hitting right now? I don't think it's going to work for Josh. I know Patrick can golf for a while. So, yeah, June 1st is going to be very, very interesting. I don't know exactly where they're playing at, but it's going to be fun. All four of them mic'd up. All four of them talk shit. Over under, four and a half jokes. Tom Brady says, who are you going to throw to towards Aaron and Patrick this weekend? Uh, How many jokes are they going to make about Patrick not knowing Josh Allen's name? Oh, my God. We're, we're going to go over that overtime rule about six billion times. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that a hundred times. A hundred times over. But they fixed it, so it all works out. <laughs> all right. Uh, Andy Reid comes out today and says, the offense, not going to change much. We're not With Hill not here, not going to worry about it. We have guys that can come in and uh, get the job done. <laughs> that's, that's cap. Hey, man, I don't think the offense changes much. You got Patrick Mahomes that still throws the ball 70 yards, you know. Who's going to be down there to get it? McCall Hartman, you know. Juju. MVS. I'm not saying Juju. MVS can go down there. McCall Hartman can go down there. The offense is going to look just fine. I think they're going to add a piece in the draft or they trade for a piece. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Not worried about it at all. You should be. I am a little bit. 
<laughs> um, Marshawn Lynch is a owner of a franchise. Can you name the franchise? Seattle Kraken, baby. The Seattle Kraken. Marshawn Lynch and Macklemore join the uh, Kraken ownership group. That ownership meeting is going to turn up. You th- Marshawn you Lynch. See him, did you see him riding the Zamboni this Henny. morning? What'd you say? See him riding the Zamboni this morning? I did not. Oh, yeah, I need that. Send me that, please. <laughs> <laughs> Marshawn Lynch takes a shot at half a henny before a game. What do you think he's gonna do before he goes into the ownership meetings? Shot a henny for everybody before any word is said. <laughs> I right, mate. Now, nah, boss, take this, boss. Take this, boss. Come on, boss. Here you go. We gonna start this meeting off right. <laughs> that is gonna be. I want to be there for the first one. Can it be like live stream? I'll tune in. It'll be like a million views. Can I get a helmet cam on Marshawn Lynch for the meeting? <laughs> That's what I need. All right. Next, man, whatever. The Carolina Panthers have the inside track on getting quarterback Baker Mayfield in the office. Taylor Fade. Robbie Anderson, uh, Carolina Panther, if that trade executes. <laughs> oh, I think you have to at this point. <laughs> uh, maybe the worst thing that the worst career move that anybody's ever done, because you're not even you're not even going to lose your job for like capping up for social justice. You're going to lose your job capping up for a guy who is worth more money than you by like a hundred times is making more money than you made to play last year to not play. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah. um, I think Robbie should definitely want to out if Baker Mayfield is his quarterback. He believes in uh, Sam Darnold. So (laughs) yeah. Robbie Anderson on the move could be a cheat. Who knows? God bless him. Somebody need, needs to believe in him. <laughs> yeah, Baker Mayfield at Carolina Panther. What do you think about that? DJ Moore, CMC, uh, some other people that got over there. I mean, they have a good tight end. I think he's better than Sam like Darnold, him. and I think healthy he's better than any quarterback in this draft. That was that was a hot take by Jay right there. I think I think I think Matt Rule and Baker Mayfield could do something. Carolina fan, huh? Hey, you, Bro, you, all, I, you all look bad in the powder blue. I do work on East Coast hot. <laughs> oh, Jay's Jay's closet is gonna be fucking amazing. Powder blue, fucking creamsicle orange. God damn, what a closet! Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh stefan gilmore a colt chasing a bag not of a, course not a ring. chasing a bag not a ring that was that move right there big matt ryan guy all right put yourself in a nfl owner's shoes for me for one second go ahead and name the organization you want to own go ahead pick one anyone go ahead. hurry up uh, any organization in the nfl you're the, the owner right away hurry up 
Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Perfect. You are a Miami Dolphins owner. You're wearing the Bahama, uh, Tommy Bahama shirts. You're enjoying your offseason. Floyd Mayweather knocks on your door. He comes in and has a question for you. And he's a betting man. You're a betting man. You've bet, you've bet to be in your position that you're in. He comes in and goes, I have a bet for you. Bring Antonio Brown in. And if he has no issues off, off the field, he plays all the games, you give him a $20 million contract. If he's not able to do that and there's issues and he's not able to play or something like that, I will personally come in here and give you a Mayweather production $20 million check. Are you making the deal? I don't think at all that that is how that works or that that is legal. (laughs) Hey, this meeting is. How about this, Floyd? You pay for his ankle surgery so he can start running routes again. (laughs) Hey, man, he said, come in, no issues, play all games. Will you take that bet? I mean, at this point, Waddle, Hill, AB, Tua. At this point, at this anchor. point, <laughs> at this point, you know exactly, exactly what Antonio Brown can do when he's healthy. Here's my thing: I am not paying Antonio Brown twenty million dollars towards the cap. How about this? I'll pay him $3 million if he goes a whole season, hits, 12, hits 1,100 receiving yards and five or more touchdowns, and he is not a distraction, doesn't say a thing, pays his chef, I will give him a $20 million deal next year. Ooh. But if he doesn't, you owe me the 20 and I'm only paying him three. I like it, but me personally, I'll take the deal with some incentives. Because A B, I me and you will both agree. If he's well, if I was GM a, of the Chiefs, I'd sign him. We got Tyree <laughs> Kill now. If we all know if A B is on his game with the right system, right quarterback, he's a top five receiver in this game. Hands down to this day, right now. He's crisp at route running. He catches the ball and he gets in the end zone. AB's a that dude, but all the offseason trash has ruined his situation. During now, season trash. I mean, during season, <laughs> yeah, like, all that shit. Yep. He took his pads off and skipped off the field and became a meme, bro. <laughs> I would bring him in with these incentives, and I'm not even going to be re. re- I'm not even be crazy, so these boys don't go crazy in my office. 50 catches, 750 yards, five touchdowns. Because I have Hill, I have Waddle, if I'm the Miami. I have guys that are going to need the ball and score. If you come in and produce like that, the first year, we'll talk for the rest of the year. If not, hey, Mayweather, 
I want my check. I want it signed right here, and I won't cash it. I'll leave it in my desk drawer. Again, this is all strictly hypothetical because in the NFL you can't do that. I don't think any of this is fucking legal. <laughs> no, that's all. The owners are like looking at the news and just like take this off my phone. This is illegal. I can't even read this. <laughs> oh man! All right. Before we get into picks of the week, let's talk about the king and the shame of the week all in one. You ready? Let's do it. King of the week, Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush wins. Oh, excuse me. Kyle Bush give me my money. Steals a win at Bristol's dirt race. Uh, Kyle slides by Kyle Reddick and Chase Briscoe, and they crash into each other on the last turn. Kyle is a huge hypocrite. Talk, last month, talk his shit about how Bowman, Alex Bowman only wins his races when there's some trash in front of him. He always slides by. He's never at the front winning races. And here comes Kyle just sliding by these guys. Kyle Reddick and Chase Briscoe are one and two. Kyle Reddick is trying to turn into the last turn. Chase Briscoe has only one move and one move only is to take the inside track. Hopefully he doesn't slide. Takes the inside track, slides, take Kyle Reddick's back end out. They both go spinning. Here comes Kyle right behind them, probably three seconds behind them. Just comes right behind them, whoop. And steals the week. Shame of shame of the week. Kyle for talking shit. King of the week. Kyle Bush for getting the money back guaranteed first win in NASCAR. And it's not for me. It's wasn't even hard, bro. I don't understand how you're how you're struggling so much to get wins. Do you need any advice from me? Oh my God. I showed you. I sent you the clip. <laughs> I showed you how you won. Joey Logano ended third. Like, if he was up there at any point, I would, I'm winning. He was in third for most of that. He was watching it the whole way through. And Kyle just – dirt tracks is ridiculous, especially when you're trying to do this. When it's raining, <laughs> you had a two-and-a-half-hour rain delay, one hour and then another hour and a half. The race started at 6. The shit wasn't over until, like, 11. Angel, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Cars, but when you're driving, you got to steer the wheel the opposite direction when you hit a dirt spot. Yeah, well, these guys just didn't do any of that. Like, they were just, it was ridiculous. Crashed all over the place. Thank God I didn't pick Denny because Denny was, like, second to last. (laughs) But, hey, they have only raced 10 times on Easter. It's always been a Hall of Famer to win the race. This is the crazy. This is a crazy stat. This is like rigged almost because they've only raced on Easter 10 times. The last nine times have only been Hall of Famers to win the race. Kyle Reddick and Chase Briscoe are young guns in the game, not even close to being Hall of Famers. Who comes right behind them? Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. 
Kyle Bush comes to steal the race. Man, oh, man. So, yeah, listen to Jay's picks on NASCAR because I watch it and he just goes, ah, give me a Kyle. Fuck it. I just picked a number I like. <laughs> like your girl went beating you in March Madness because she picks colors. <laughs> hey, what was the, what's the design on Kyle's car? What brand is he? M&M's, baby. Oh, you motherfucker. You probably looked it up to make sure. Like, oh, I did win my money. Let me look. <laughs> yeah, I was trying, trying to buy a hat to wear on the show. Oh, man. Well, there's that NASCAR win for Jay, to spite me, the spite me pick. <laughs> my favorite win I've ever had. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Time for Picks of the Week. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The Money Back Guaranteed Picks of the Week. I love basketball playoffs, bro. Having the odds so far out, it's so easy. I love it. I'm thinking big spreads too. Oh yeah, we got we got NFL spreads in the NBA right now. Yeah, I'm, they're big spreads. I'm taking Miami minus seven. I'm taking Golden State minus seven. I'm taking Minnesota plus seven. And then I'm taking the Wild and the Florida Panthers both to win minus one and a half uh, against teams who have nothing to play for. A little bit nervous. The Wild are going to Montreal and they're dealing with a little bit of a COVID issue. But I think that is a a no-brainer that they should win by multiple, multiple goals. Not bad, not bad. And the Islanders have officially been eliminated. Florida should go in there and freight train them. Not bad. Oh, I got some picks for you. So, Tuesday, we're going to take the Wild minus one and a half against the Canadians. We're going to take the Twins money line versus the Royals. I'm going to take the Wolves. Plus seven. That's Tuesday. On Wednesday, I'm going to take the Nets to... You're sick, bro. (laughs) On Wednesday... I know what that is. (laughs) Shh. On Wednesday, I'm going to take the Nets plus 140. I think they need to win this game. They got to steal one from Boston. We're going across the seas on Wednesday. I'm going to take Chelsea minus one and a half. Over Arsenal, that's plus 245. On Thursday, um, I got the Warriors over Denver, and I got the Mavs over the Jazz. The Warriors, I'm going to take the spread, but this is game three for the Jazz. Breaking news right now, Luka is officially out for game two, so that means he's going to be coming back game three at home. I'm going to take them to take that win on Thursday. And I may or may not throw the Minnesota Parlay on Thursday. May or may not. Stay tuned. 
make sure you follow us on IG, money underscore back underscore podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, money back pod. I will officially put it on there myself for Thursday if I officially put that in. But Tuesday, you damn right. The Minnesota Parlay is in for Tuesday. We have good teams. Oh, we're going against some pretty tough teams except for the Timberwolves. That's why I took the spread. I like my odds on Tuesday for the Minnesota Parlay. I'm taking it. Plus, plus 240. Or 440, sorry. I like it. It's not bad. I'll take it. Put multiple units on it because this one, I, I, I know it. We're going against the Royals. That's a good win. The Wild, they're going to take care of that shit. And the Wolves, come on, man. Hottest team in the NBA. I should even take the money line so I can make it plus a 1,000. It has hit zero times, Angel. <laughs> this is like NASCAR for you. This Hey, if you could hit a NASCAR pick, I can hit a Minnesota parlay at least tomorrow or two or three. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going till it hits. It's going to hit. It's going to hit, and it's going to be good. I'm excited. I hope you guys are, too. Well, God, good luck to everybody. If the Minnesota hey. parlay hits, we might have World War Three hit the next day, so who knows? If the Minnesota parlay hits, I will be posting on our pages me popping champagne celebrating like we won the playing game i have to keep finding new ways to make minnesota parlay graphics it's exhausting <laughs> just put the minnesota logo on the teams and that one always looks nice <laughs> 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 but yeah make sure you check out our picks make sure you check out our pages if you are interested in some money back merch we got it for y'all we got shirts we got hats we got hoodies we got anything you want. Hey, in Minnesota, it's golfing season finally. I mean, we got a little snow today, but now it's gone. Get some golf balls from us. We got golf balls as well. So make sure you hit us up. I'll be on the range losing money back guaranteed balls. So you might get a free one if you're playing out here somewhere. So make search, sure you check search us Search the woods. <laughs> I'll sign it for you. So it's like official, official. If you find it, come see me for a COA. There we go. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Make sure you pay attention to these games because this NBA playoffs is exciting.